Yo, 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 what's up, you guys? It's your boy Cameron. I hope you are all staying safe, staying healthy, enjoying life. Yes, all we have is the present moment, baby. It's our job to choose happiness, to choose peace, and to choose forgiveness. Yeah, this is about setting ourselves free, remaining sane, and remaining in our fullest, highest, most brightest potential. I am coming to you live during retrograde season baby we are heavy in a venus retrograde in capricorn venus retrogrades kind of make me laugh because i always think of the first venus retrograde episode that i recorded which was um wrongly based off of my most traumatic most intense relationship with the capricorn um man i realize now how much this platform has been rooted in my trauma <laughs> and there's no other way but to laugh about it now especially coming from a cleaner more healthier more broadened perspective i am proud of myself for communicating those things and releasing them out into the ether so that they are no longer residing within my physical body and within my physical muscles however that content the way that it was delivered not my proudest moment not my most bright moment but in future episodes and including this episode i hope to explain and explore these topics of deep-rooted trauma through a much wiser lens and hopefully with much clearer communication man it's so good to talk to you guys again i just want to take a quick second to shout out everyone who has supported me this last year and sometime I've been recording podcasts, really exploring social media more so ever since COVID began. And we're in year 2022 already. Yo, this is like sophomore, junior year of COVID. So it's been a minute that we've been cultivating and creating this space together. And I just got to say thank you again from the very bottom of my heart for the financial support that you guys have assisted me in, whether it's purchasing a reading, purchasing jewelry, purchasing, or just donating via PayPal, Zelle, Cash App, Venmo, any of the above. Every bit of support, even if it's just a like or a share or a compliment or a good job, thank you. Thank you from the very, very bottom of my heart. All of those sentiments mean so very much to me. And they truly are such beautiful reflections of my desired intention for this space. I wanted to create something that I could be proud of and also be vulnerable in. And the more that I share this vulnerability, the more that I... I'm honest within my truth, my lived experiences and my honest truth, the more beauty I find in my daily life and the less I feel alone and the less I worry and the more I enjoy. So just thank you. Thank you. You are an integral piece of my healing, my connections, my networking, all of the above. Everything has blossomed beautifully. And I just... I really got to thank you guys. 
So I have a joint with me. <laughs> you guys know I'm not about to record a podcast without no smoke smoke, you know what I'm saying? It is weed, no blunt today. It's a nice hash pre-roll. Shout out Desiree, my homegirl, yo. My homegirl be plugging me up with the best products, okay? Our lungs be top shelf. I really love it out here. This is a beautiful life. Also, shout out the homies at Headstash. I went to a uh, weed launch event earlier last year in 2021. And at this event, I met some amazing people. Just beautiful souls, really nice individuals. And a lot of them were from the Headstash community, Headstash cultivators. So shout out y'all. Y'all are beautiful. Y'all are amazing vibes, amazing hosts, amazing souls. And just the, the realness of everything is so appreciated. Also want to give a quick shout out to Desiree and Maddie for being my hiking, exploring, adventure group um yo these two i swear i'm with the maddie's a pisces sun des is a pisces moon girl we'd be going out we'd be we'd be getting the good food we'd be having the nice laughs the funny ass conversations the really real conversations okay um they also be just really supportive and it's so nice to be in Pisces land where you're not judged, you're not criticized, you're accepted, and you're understood without needing validation for certain things. Like the perspective that you have to share is is valid, whether they can truly um, resonate with it or not, it doesn't matter because they know that they're just as much as a unique individual as you are a unique individual and your unique experience is equally as valid. There's so much uh, understanding between us. And plus, I love hiking. Like, to go out, get the sun, it's healing. And to, to experience life with such healing energies and such healing reflections is so loving, so warming. So I just got to shout out those people because truly, I've been spending a lot of time hiking Lately, smoking the good weed, smoking that good ganja, tripping off the good shrooms. Shout out to my homies at Fuck Psilocybin Council. Is that what they're called? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the people who make the shroom chocolates that I eat. I know they're based in Alameda, I believe. I know they're based up north, but they're they're homies man you know i'd be i'd be healing with the shrooms i'm so happy that more states are legalizing the use of psychedelics and are are more interested in psychedelic studies i've seen such a positive transformation within my own psyche ever since introducing psychedelics into my not daily routine i don't trip daily but you know i do love me a good microdose every now and then and especially on the weekends when i go out on hikes you know i'm gonna eat a good two grams, at least a gram, you know, get a good, good mental head shift change, (laughs) a good perspective change, bro. One of the first times I ever tripped shrooms, I was in Santa Cruz and we were going to Twin Peaks. I think we were around Twin Peaks area. And I was with a group of water signs. I think I was with two Pisces. I know I was with the Sag. I was with two Virgos. Hella funny, but 
as I was walking through these neighborhoods, it was probably 3, 4, or 5 p.m. around there. Um, it wasn't sunset yet, but it was nearing sunset hours. And I just remember looking around at every plant and seeing very distinctly, very vividly, a bright white light shooting up from every single plant, every single living organism, every single bug, everything that was alive and moving and had consciousness, it all had a light that was shining from it. And all of these lights created this grid that was this universe, that was this dimension. And I could very clearly, for the first time in my entire existence, my known recollected existence saw the grid in real time right in front of me operating and, and communicating with one another like the feedback system that this is that this hologram is it was it was magnificent oh my goodness and just all the vibrancy the colors the life and it was for the first it was i don't want to say the first time but it was one of the most memorable moments where i saw that on a deeper, almost hidden level, although we can't vocally communicate with other entities like plants or birds or insects or bugs, I saw very clearly that we were all still of the same substance, of the same mm, prana, the same life energy. We are light at the end of the day. We are light beings. Every living, breathing, existing thing is a light being resonating at a certain frequency, emitting a certain light. It was just such a beautiful visual and I'm so forever thankful to have had it. So yeah, just shout out the shrooms, man. I'm a spark up. I hope y'all got that good smoke smoke. Mm. So what is new with me? Well, as you can obviously, it's been about a year since I've recorded a podcast, which isn't true. Let me specify. I've been recording podcasts for these last few 11, 10 months, but none of them have just made it public. I'm trying to refrain from speaking about negative situations that are just negative. Um, a lot of transformational transits have happened. I think COVID has really shifted this paradigm. It's really put people in different respective teams. You know, we have this social dividing between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And I'm personally one who advocates for freedom of choice it is your body you should have the choice to put something in it or not just like i believe you should have the freedom of choice for an abortion again i'm not a female i don't have female reproductive organs i am a man but I think that my perspective on abortions is still one of giving complete choice to the person whose body it is. Because at the day, at the end of the day, that is their life. They're the ones um, 
Listen, I, I believe very firmly in allowing people to live off of the decisions that they've made. We all have free will. I would hate for someone to rob me of my free will. So why would I go rob someone else of theirs? Yeah. Even when it comes to like spell work, um, lighting candles for people, candle magic, any any type of thing that would change the direction of someone's life or the outcome of some events like I just I don't invest my time or energy in that work that's not me that's not what I I do that's not what I contribute to the society my my work I think me just me navigating this world is very centered around how can I change how I feel to manifest and attract that which I desire most um, I don't want to be a problem in anyone's life. I really try to be unproblematic as possible. Has that worked out for me? Not always the way that I want it to, but that's truly my intention. I just want to help. I just want to be of service to this world. I pray to God daily, like an affirmation I throw out there daily is, God, please use me. And that that prayer comes from a teaching that my dear friend, Amber Khan, Shout out Umber. I love Umber so much. Shout out RefFam. Everyone that I've met through RefFam, Jakaya, specifically because I've been talking to Jakaya a lot lately. She's just a true, true angel. Um, all of these people, so incredibly amazing. I just, I love you all so much and I'm deeply, deeply thankful for all of you. But back to the prayer that I throw up daily is God, please use me. Please use my heart, use my vocals, use my mind, use my intelligence. Allow me to be a vessel of divine light and divine purity. And I especially throw this prayer up before doing a reading or getting into any session, before doing any events. Um, because I believe that this work, what I want to contribute to this life, to this dimension, to this reality, it's bigger than me not i'm not here i didn't create these things by myself you know there, there's a large community of deeply respected individuals whom are behind me and who are not behind me in the sense of hierarchical level like i'm above them in any type of way but whom have spent time with me and helped me curate this this existence, this intelligence, a lot of the things that I share in my readings are not ideas of my own, but ideas that I've resonated with the most and that choose to share and that choose to, um, that I choose to hone in on because I, I found that these ways of thinking, maneuvering, maneuvering, operating in this lifetime just work best for me and I've seen the best most healthy results from them and it's those things that I wish to share with the world and and put out uh with that there's a few things that I would like to catch you guys up on I know I've spoken a lot in this podcast space about a plethora of different ideas and different life experiences that I've gone through. But one thing that I think remains constant from this ex 
exploration of using my voice is that every now and then I bump into a scenario or I, I have a mental epiphany where I realize that I am different. And I, and I realize where I have evolved and I have changed and... Sometimes when I experience retrogrades, I find myself looping through thought patterns of previous old habits or sometimes I find myself doing things that I've worked so diligently on replacing. Like sometimes I just find myself going back to old habits, talking to old connections, um, outdated connections. Um, take a hit every time I say, um, bruh, I'm really trying not to say, um, my English teachers would kill me if they truly listened to the amount of repetition of that word, of that, not even a word, of that sound. They would kill me. And I'm trying to be more conscious, more aware of not doing it anyway. Anyway. Also, if you have water, please take a take a water break, man. We got to stay hydrated, especially during these times of deep rest and deep rejuvenation. I think that's what Capricorn season is. We're like dead of winter, bro. Um, ah, see, there it goes again. But I needed to call myself out so that I fix the problem. I think problems are best addressed when they're finally vocalized and accepted and then there's more of an urgency to eradicate the issue. Back to Capricorn season. I think that Capricorn season is a time of deep rest, deep rejuvenation, deep restoration. Hibernation vibes heavy. Especially after the holidays. Especially off of after all of that social exhaustion. Holy shit. The holidays were interesting for me. You want to know how my Venus retrograde has been? Bro, listen to this. So, before I say this story, I just want to take a quick second to shout out all of the straight identifying males who listen to this podcast and who give me their time and energy and contribute to this space. I'm realizing now more than ever how much i don't need to identify with anyone's sexuality any one identity for years it bothered me so much how straight people were low-key gay or just had gay thoughts had gay um experiences but never were made fun of for that lifestyle or those decisions or those ways of thinking because the way that i've previously viewed my life was that I was ridiculed for just having these experiences or having these desires. And it made me very self... Um, insecure. It just made me very isolated, very introverted. Made me feel misunderstood. And it was all kind of just... not the reality of the situation. 
Mm. I, and I also think that I'm finally uh, escaping all of this projected vocalized trauma and I'm realizing that I'm more hetero I'm more I see I can't even say it because it just is so foreign to my like my vocabulary it's so foreign to my mouth to say these thoughts out loud because for so long I was forcing myself but also just responding to the circumstances around me that I was I was living this specific lifestyle of homosexuality and and I identified with it so much so traumatically too um I'm finally escaping that mental sphere and I'm accepting that I am more bisexual than I think I allow myself to be when it comes to females and women, there was this almost... It's so interesting. I think sexuality is so interesting because it's not that I've never not been attracted to females. But sexually, I just always saw myself with uh, a man. So that's more so what I gravitated towards. But if I'm being really real with myself relationships that I've had with men don't seem to last long platonically even I just recently quote unquote broke up with a Scorpio friend of mine we were we had been good friends for a good seven eight years and one day I kind of just had this epiphany like there was no reciprocity there was no added effort on the Scorpio's end and I just felt like my energy what I give to friendships what I give to any relationship platonic or intimate it deserves a lot more than what I was receiving so I chose to burn that bridge and it left me in a state of deep reflection because I also recognized in that moment that I was asking for this person to be something other than what they wanted to be and that must be so upsetting, so almost like hurtful. Because here you have someone who you thought was your good friend, you know, me being the good friend of seven going on eight years. And then all of a sudden, I'm asking this person to change or to show me a different side of them that they're not choosing to show on their own. Basically, what I'm saying is I created a problem for myself by overthinking the connection that I had with this person. Mm, more specifically, it was a pretty platonic connection for sure. There was a lot of intensity behind it. I mean, hello, I'm a Taurus, he's a Scorpio. There have just been a lot of moments where we know a lot of information about each other's lives. And so it's really comfortable and easy to explain certain things or, or revisit certain patterns or even just talk about certain people or experiences because there's little explaining that needs to be done because all of the information and knowledge is already like you both experienced the same experience so you don't need to explain verbata everything that happened because like you were there and you know the things in real time yeah it was a it was a connection like that um Anyway, the the loss of that connection left me in a reflective state where I realized that maybe I switched my perspective 
of platonic male relationships because I was looking for more intimacy where there was no room for intimacy. Mm. I've just been undergoing a deep perspective shift over the connections that I have in my life. And I think this is what Venus retrograde invites us to do, no? It invites us to slow down, take a pause, look at how we share love, how we give love, how we water the flowers that we wish to watch bloom. There's a very mm, clear mirror over our love life, our love language right now. And I think I'm having more epiphanies surrounding the lack of similarities between female relationships and male relationships. Um, you can tell I'm high, can't you? Yes, yes, indeed, I am high. I have my Dutch Bros coffee. I'm about to respark this joint because it went out. Anyway, all of this to say, just shout out the fucking straight hetero identifying males because slowly I'm recognizing that we do share a lot of similarities and why on earth I ever was convinced that we didn't, you know, all I got to say is your boy's been through a lot of trauma. And as I get cleaner, as I get healthier, I recognize where I be shooting myself in the foot and I be acting like a damn motherfucking fool. But by the grace of God, I've been having a lot of experiences where I'm running into platonic men who are showing me kind of how to be a guy. It's so funny. I just, my dad was too preoccupied playing PC games my entire childhood. I don't know how to fucking be a bro necessarily. I really don't. I tried wrestling for five years, even in that space. I'm such a 12th house son that although I was surrounded by all these men and wasn't even completely like, I think there's this false way of thinking that if you're attracted to guys, you think every guy is attractive. Like, no, bitch, let's be fucking real. I be picky with my men. I, I, I like a certain, I look for a certain vibe, okay? So although... I was around all these men, just I never found anything that resonated with me, that was vibing with me. Um, just never really created those platonic male bonds that would later teach me how to <laughs> interact with people, specifically boys my age. Ah, oh, fuck. And it doesn't help that I have a Libra moon and was consistently compared to other male boys my age all the fucking time and was just constantly reminded of the differences between a regular straight guy growing up and and me the more creative more feminine oriented personality fuck oh, you can see the resentment in in the re-explanation of the trauma i've been doing a lot of psycho-cybernetic work with myself recently. I think that's why all of these perspectives are fresh in my head. It's not that I truly resonate with all of these things anymore. I like to think that I've done a lot of work on reframing my mind and my 
personality and my perspective and my conversation styles and my communication styles but these retrogrades man they really be putting me in this in this space of self-reflection of (sighs) self-awareness so all of that was a long intro into talking about my holidays let me take a drink man fucking holiday seasons they never fail to be a mess and i will just say i think the holidays this year for this year for me were for the most part easier like i don't hate anyone anymore i have a pretty clean heart thank god i've done a lot of forgiving not forgiving that was ever asked you know, no apologies were made, but I think forgiveness sets the soul free. I think we forgive people for our own sanity and for our own peace of mind at the end of the day. And also, I'm learning how to be more not accepting of people's mistakes, but like, bro, no one is perfect. There's a lot of things that we do as people that are with good intention, but, you know... Sometimes it's even with bad intention, but I I just think that we need to make certain mistakes because there are some personality types who really need to live their worst fear or live in, in in a pain to really just know the feeling. This thinks of my messy Gemini Venus escapades but whatever whatever we don't have to go into that realm of thinking right now um fuck it's gonna come up anyway when i talk about this fucking holiday season recap yo so honestly christmas i spent the whole day in my room by myself there was just stupid family drama that i was not about to immerse myself in I honestly spent the day after Christmas with some really good close friends. I made a group of friends matching obsidian necklaces and I made everyone some bracelets. I was really happy that I was able to have enough supplies for everyone. But at the end of the day, the happiness that came from the holidays was generated by my friends. Not even necessarily my family, but whatever. The Venus retrograde tea that happened after Christmas. A quick recap of the holiday season astrologically. We had that Pluto-Venus conjunction in Capricorn that took place, what, the 24th of December or the 26th? Um, It was right around Christmas. Yeah, so that's intense. You have Venus, planet of love, des- uh, I was going to say desires, affections, money, sex, relationships, all that jazz, Taurus, Libra, energy. You have all of that meeting up with the planet of transformation, Pluto, deep healing, Pluto changes. Pluto gives me scorpionic vibes. Is Pluto ruled by Scorpio? What's Pluto ruled by? Anyway. 
I'm so mad that I don't know this, but you know what? I'm real high. I walked seven miles earlier today. I went on like a two hour walk. Like, I'm... Notice how I just used exercise, intense exercise, as an excuse for brain fog. But I think <laughs> probably the opposite is more true. That due to my extensive exercise, I am more clear of mind, which I think is what prompted me to record this podcast in the first place. Any fucking way. <laughs> Christmas season was triggering. Very, very triggering. I honestly had a really healing talk with my mom and my brother. So basically the drama that happened over Christmas was I overheard a relative of mine yelling at my younger brother, just very profusely making him cry. And then after he started crying, the yelling continued, the aggravation, the aggression, the abrasive conversation style it all continued and i had heard this for probably three days in a row and i was just so upset at listening to all of it go down because why does it have to get like that why why can't you communicate something through a healthy chill conversation style why why do certain placements like the ones that are ruled by mars like aries and scorpio (laughs) conversate and communicate with such negative intensity why is it so abrasive why is there so much it's almost like punishment it's it's so it's so so intense um And I'm not saying every Scorpio, every Aries is like this, but just from personal experience in my personal surroundings at this point in my life, a lot of the people who I notice are that are more aggressive and especially communicate with more aggression and more anger and a higher volume of voice when wanting to be authoritative or even respected tends to be the Aries and Scorpios. So I was listening to an Aries go off and I just went to the family room, told my younger brother, who's a 12th house Leo son, making him a rising Virgo. He also has a cancer moon. So you already know the cancer moon be super emotional, always crying, bruh, super connected to mom. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, uh, I told the Leo to go to my room, just go in my room, watch some fucking Yu-Gi-Oh on my tablet, you know, just go. You don't need to be in a space where people are yelling at you, criticizing you, belittling you, making you feel bad for just being, for just existing. Like, no, like if you go, just go. And as I was walking away, I said, no one learns through yelling. No one learns through violent, aggressive, belittling. And I kind of said it under my breath and I just walked away because I wasn't about to get into a huge argument because at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. Um, And I can't force someone to react differently. I can only be in control of my own reactions and my own personal body and, and my actions. So yeah, I just went to my room with my brother, showed him how to make some jewelry. I showed him how to wrap an obsidian arrowhead 
which I thought was pretty dope and cute because like, duh, bonding, like, hello, I'm all for that. Like all the things, like, I love that. But because I said what I said under my breath, it turned into a huge ordeal. My grandma ended up crying. She was banging on my door later that night telling me that I needed to go apologize for the hurtful words that I said. And I'm like, listen, apologize for fucking what? For saying the fucking truth? Sorry, I have a differing opinion than you, but honestly, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I didn't yell at you the way that you were choosing to yell at this other individual who, mind you, is like 40 years younger than you, okay? And it's also like, bro, do you get off on making people cry? Like, do you do you feel better about yourself after being so aggressive and and continuously putting down someone else? Like, does that make you feel better about yourself? Like, question mark, question mark, question mark, because... I hate arguing. I hate getting in verbal fights with people. It's never a good feeling. I like to bring peace. Libra, moon, Taurus, sun. I'm trying to bring harmony. I don't want separation. Why, why the division? Why the... Where's the unity? Where's the oneness, man? You know what I'm saying? And so I was just so very furious at how I was being pushed in a corner and basically being punished for sticking up for my younger brother. Uh, but this situation led to a deep healing conversation that I had with my mother and my other middle brother. I think I'm one of those children who are put in this universe to help rewrite generational financial trauma. I think my, well, being very, very real here, my mother is an immigrant. She immigrated here when she was seven. English is her second language, you know? My grandparents born in Nicaragua. My mother was born in Nicaragua. Like, they have a very different lifestyle. They have a very different mindset. Their life, quite literally, was very different than what mine is. You have to remember, when you are a child, your brain is very literally vibrating at a different frequency. If I'm not mistaken, when you are younger, your brain is in gamma waves. When it's in gamma, it's just being a receptor for its surroundings. That's why I get so upset when I see people mistreating very young children. Young children don't have the answers for things. And I think as an adult, I think as a, a teenager even, to expect so highly of a young child who is needing to be taught things and expecting them to demonstrate taught behavior without even being shown the proper way to get things done is, is it's traumatizing. And, and, it, and it's what I experienced as a child. I have my... Sun conjunct Saturn. And what I will say about this placement is I have always been expected to be an adult. Always. Uh, I'm the firstborn. 
in my little immediate family. You know, I have two younger brothers, and I was that child who brought home the 4.0, the straight A's, the great teacher review. Again, we revisit that first chair in band, drum major, color guard captain, like very leadership qualities. But I think it was imprinted in me that I had to be the best. If not, it was not good enough because even when I was the best, even when I was bringing home all the awards and the plaques and was getting all the promotions, there was never any congratulations. There was no rewards. There was no vocal affirmation of the hard work that I had put in. So I, I grew up very much thinking that, okay, I could do the best. And then I'm watching people who don't achieve what I achieve. I'm watching people do the very, I'm watching people do the very bare minimum and they're getting rewarded more than I am. And I'm doing the most. I'm out here, you know, succeeding the most and I'm not getting treated like these other people are at all. Like not even fucking close to it. Um, I have a cousin He's same age as me. We were in the same grade. We grew up together, went to the same elementary school, middle school, high school. Never did he ever bring home the same grades as me. Never. But the amount of reward that he received and the rewards I'm talking about are not only like verbal, vocal loving affirmations or just conversations it's also very tangible material things and i'm a tourist bro like tangible material items is my language i like the nice things i like things that i can buy i like spending money i like money okay i like food like all things tourist hello come on uh i remember every single time a report card would come out I would best grades, straight A's, get something significantly smaller than my cousin who was bringing home, you know, <laughs> like barely passing grades. And I understand that our parents had different streams of income but it just seems like my parents have always been of a lower tax bracket than the people that we're surrounded with and so there is this really deep rooted scarcity trauma that I am trying to rewrite and trauma has proven to live within the DNA for seven generations. So I know if my mother is coming from this scarcity spaced mentality, it's kind of in my fucking DNA to live like the way that I've previously been exposed to living. And so as a conscious individual, I understand that the work that I'm doing is for a greater purpose, is for a greater cause. But this also means that I have to do some internal work. Now, the way that this construct is set up is the only way to escape this matrix, this paradigm, this false illusion of this created, quote unquote, created life. It's to go internal. It's to go within. 
And so how do we go within? Well, baby, that's where meditation comes through. You know what I'm saying? That's when visualization comes through. That's when psycho-cybernetic NLP reworking comes through. Now, a lot of these words, if you're unfamiliar with these terms, man, I gotta say, first of all, shout out Umber and Revolution Ramblings because a lot of this information is available on that podcast in that platform. Umber is just such an amazing person. I love her so much, so, so much. She saved me, quite literally saved me through the sharing of this very beautiful information. Mm. Also, shout out Maxwell Maltz, who's the author of the book Psycho-Cybernetics. In that book, he shares anecdotal stories, uh, experiences, and explains his perspective on psycho-cybernetics. So pretty much think of a cybernetic setting as an AC unit. Yeah. Again, this is pretty much directly coming from Umber's podcast in Revolution Ramblings talking about psychocybernetics. She explains that it's very much like an AC unit, you know? The AC unit's job is just to operate under the settings that the person puts it under. So like let's say I set it for 70 degrees. The Throughout the day, the AC unit is either going to pump hot air or pump cold air to maintain that 70 degrees. Very similarly, this is how our subconscious works. And this is where I think everything that we learn as a child is stored. Everything that we pick up on while our brain is in this gamma wave state is what is eventually kept in our subconscious in the back of our head or not even the back of our head in the majority of our head i think the subconscious is the, is the major part of the brain more major than our conscious part mm. it's it's where all that childhood trauma is stored and so as a conscious individual I've been doing the work of sitting with myself and closing my eyes, imagining the dark room in the back of my head, imagining myself opening the box that's sitting in the middle of that dark room and pulling out the papers that make my hologram what it is i pull out these papers and i see that what's on there is ideas of scarcity now as a conscious individual the hardest part is going and pulling out those lists and erasing those fears of scarcity, those very familiar feelings of scarcity, and starting to replace them with things that are more in alignment with abundance, more in alignment with 
riches and fabulous lifestyles and luxuries and the feeling of actually being worthy of said luxuries of said lifestyle <sighs> it's going in and reminding myself that i am wealthy not just financially but through the experiences that god wishes to gift me with there's always room for gratitude for what the divine has already blessed us with. Mm. This this list that I'm choosing to rewrite it has phrases that say I can spend money without checking my bank account after every purchase. It, it's it's not needing to worry about how my necessities will be paid for not needing not needing to worry about how food will pay for it's the knowing that i'm taking care for by the divine and and that there are certain worries that i just don't need to have because god got me like that man and that's just what it is that's my 70 degrees i don't need to worry i don't need to worry about food or my bills or no because my settings of being a healthy wealthy blessed prosperous intellectual will would never allow me to not have the basic necessities you feel me This is what I've been spending my retrograde doing. I don't think retrogrades are a good time to start new things, get involved in new relationships, start new jobs, especially when you have Venus retrograde right on top of a Mercury retrograde or more accurately Mercury retrograde during a Venus retrograde because that's what it is. Uh, a majority of this Mercury retrograde will be during this Venus retrograde. Anyway, specific specifics. Uh, yeah, I think this is the time to do the internal work. And I like that this is happening at the beginning of this year. Because as soon as the planets go direct, I have projects that I want to put out. And I have things that I would like to experience and moments that I would like to plan for. And I know that if I do this internal work of rewriting those unpleasant trauma-based, trauma-rooted settings, and I do the work of making them more in alignment with abundance and beauty and wealth and well-being and all things beautiful and abundant and luxurious and Taurus, which is like, hello, Yes, life, life. I am like giving myself life again. If I spend the time doing internal work, going within, doing these meditations, visualizing this new me, this new life, I know 2022 is going to be motherfucking magnificent, bruh. There's so much that I am in complete happiness with. And I like... The, the more I think about what I have planned 
inshallah, you know, through the grace of God, the more I just get excited about living again. And that's that's ultimately what this life is all about. Yeah, to just be happy and enthralled and excited about who we're becoming and the ideas that we're watching come to fruition and and become manifested in real time. Like, bro, to live is such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful gift. And to spend any any more of this lifetime stuck in the past or, or being worried about the future is just not a life that I want to live, man. All we have is a present moment. And so in this present moment, I choose to feel beautiful and abundant and infinite. Fuck, and it always brings me back to the perks of being a wallflower. I love the perks of being a wallflower. That movie, that book... That book has my heart. And the author, Stefan Chbosky, he recently wrote a new letter from Charlie that's at a newly printed end of the book. So if you're a big Perks of Being a the, uh, if you're a big Perks of Being a Wallflower fan like I am, check out the new edition of the book. I haven't finished it yet. I want to read it from beginning to end so I could get the full effect, the full like uh slap me in the face, rip my heart out, stomp on it, run it over type vibe. Because that's really what the book does for me. Like, it's so dramatic. The the way that I cry when reading. Oh, my gosh. And, and thinking of Perks of Being a Wallflower, did y'all watch that fucking new season of Euphoria? Bro. Bro, listen. Okay, first of all, Euphoria is a motherfucking trip. That show, bitches, because the relatability. Like, listen, I've never been... Uh, I've never called myself trans. I've never done the the trans lifestyle. Shout out to all the trans people, though. So much love and respect for anyone who chooses to identify and live in their authentic truth, right? Um, but I will say that the situations in that in that series can be a little relatable, especially the part about hooking up with older men in the hotels and the motels. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a little like, oh shit, like wow. Especially about the football players, bitch. You know I'd be liking my varsity men, you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, I don't I don't even wanna revisit those timelines at the moment. Yeah. But um triggering as fuck as fuck, but it's a great it's a great show. It's a great visual it's a great uh i just think that any film any tv show it's like a portal into a different dimension and i love that the way they depict the truth because it's i'm sure it's a it's a truth for so many queer identifying people and i love how they capture that perspective and I love the relationship between Rue and Jules. Uh, and I love, I, I just love it all. I love it. I love it. Like Zendaya can do no wrong. She's a Virgo queen. I love her. Tea. All the tea. Yo, I didn't even tell you. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up real quick. I have like less than five minutes. Bitch, this fucking Venus retrograde. So Daisha and I hung out recently. We got a hotel room. She was doing a promotion for this hairspray. It's like a glitter hairspray. And so we wanted to go out. We were going to go um, have drinks, you know, just get real cute, go, get, go dress up. And so 
we get this hotel room in San Jose. We get to the hotel. We're checking in. We are getting ready. I'm playing with the Oculus, which is fucking dope, by the way. I don't... The, the virtual reality gaming thing, bro. I did that fucking uh, Jurassic World video thing. Oh, my gosh. That shit scared the fuck out of me. It's just so... It's so realistic. It's so cool. I love... I love games. Uh, but when I got there, I connected to the Wi-Fi. And as soon as I connected to the Wi-Fi, I get a notification from this dating app that I'm on. And I go to check the messages and this, which, <laughs> let me just disclose. I think dating apps are so fucking funny. I, I, uh, I'm going through this. I met some really cool people on there. I like it because from more of a networking perspective, I've just met so many people who not only give me money, which I love, uh, but I met people who can help me in my jewelry game, which is really interesting. I just love meeting investors. You know what I'm saying? If you got the money, if you got the coin, you want to put it towards something, you want to give it to me to fulfill my dreams, and all I got to do is talk to you for a little bit. I like the idea of being an escort. I'm not going to fuck you. I'm not going to do anything sexual with you. But, like, if you want to take me out and you want to have a really deep intellectual conversation, cool. Banger. Like, I'm there. Anyway, get to the hotel. This guy messages me. In the first few messages, he sends me his nudes, his selfies, and he tells me he makes 200000 a year and would love to take me out, meet up with me. And so I send him my number. I tell him to FaceTime me. We FaceTime. And I tell him, look, I'm out in San Jose tonight. If you want to gain my trust, gain my liking, send me money so me and my homegirls can go out, get a round of drinks. Maybe we could link up later. Whatever. I got to go get ready, though. So after I get off the call with him, this man sends me money, which is already like a green light. Because at this point in my life, I'm just trying to focus on me, build my brand, build my social presence and all of this stuff requires money so if you want to be in my life in my um you know daily habitual life you gotta come through with something and i don't i don't need sex you know like sex is something that mm, it, I, I feel like it's a gift from venus you know what i'm saying like I, I don't need that I, i'm fine on my own but money though like i'll take if you want to help me money wise baby i'll take your money you could you can sponsor my dreams like yeah, I'm going through this transformation where I feel like I don't have to work for everything. I don't think I should have to work for everything for me to have all my dreams come true. Like, sometimes people just get gifted certain things and miracles are super real. And I believe I'm deserving of a miracle where my dreams just fall into my lap, okay? I have, like, a minute. Ah, so, long story short, this guy... I meet up with him... I meet these other richer guys who make 300000 a year. These guys invite me to their condo. I go back to their condo with the guy who sent me money in the first place. I'm flirting with the two guys that are that invited me back to the condo. And the guy that I came there with got so upset because I was obviously not giving him any attention. <sighs> that night... I stayed up till 5.30 in this other guy's apartment. It was great. We had really great conversations, drank some wine. Um, you know, it was a good time. It was a good platonic time. Then 
later that week, I met up with the guy again because I wanted more money. He ended up taking me out to dinner. Um, tried fucking me, but I could not do it. It was too much. Bitch, I'm just gonna... I have like 10 seconds. I'm gonna record a little recap. Okay, we're gonna end it and then pick it right back up. What's well, good? I am back. So, yeah. Um, the guys who invited me back to their condo were really dope people. I really like the two of them. They're both really cute. Like I said, I know I've said this before, but I don't have ugly friends. All my friends, girls and guys, beautiful, like handsome as fuck, gorgeous as fuck. Like I, I, I believe I should be looking at cute people all the time. Like, why not? Um, I love beautiful people. I love I love beautiful people. Whatever. Again, I'm ruled by Venus, baby. Venus on my ascendant. Venus in the first house. What the fuck is good? Taurus sun. Ruled by Venus. Libra moon. Ruled by Venus. Like, hello, I want beauty everywhere. Why not? I'm deserving of it. I'm beautiful. Like, come on. Ah. <sighs> So after the guy left me at the other guy's condo, I went back to the hotel, which was across the street from the guy's place, the guy's condo. So it was pretty convenient. I love downtown San Jose and how close everything is. Mm. Daisha was still awake when I got back to the hotel. And we, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my Nicki Minaj rap videos bro i just love Nicki minaj especially when i'm like fucked up or coming down or anything even when i'm coming up even when i'm getting ready and just when i wake up bro Nicki minaj is always a mood always a vibe and she's i feel she's always trending on tiktok so we were just fucking around fuck man anyway the next few days i was kind of shook because in my head i was like damn I met this guy who was completely obsessed with me. He wasn't ugly, but, like, I wasn't that attracted to him, if I'm being honest. He was 5'7", and he wore really tight clothes. Like, bro. And also, he thought he had the biggest muscles in the world. And I'm like, bro. No offense, but you're kind of tiny. And listen, I know I don't have any muscles. I know I'm not a muscular guy like that, which is fine. I love my, I love me. That's That's besides the point. I'm not out here boasting about my fucking bomb body and my super big muscles, which this other guy was doing. Mind you, he was a Libra. He was a little too much. I swear, as soon as he met me, he was trying to put a fucking ring on my finger, y'all. Like, this man was literally trying to marry me. And I think that's also why I went to that guy's condo afterwards, because I was so turned off by his intense desire to cuff me. Like, bro... I'm 22, let's not forget. I'm here for a good time. I'm just trying to have fun. I like excitement. I like dancing. And this guy was trying to dance too and he just, he kept telling me, oh, I could dance, I could dance. Bruh, you can't dance. You look like a fucking wobbly penguin, bro. Like, not even a cute one. Ew, I'm like grossing myself out thinking about it. Anyway, obviously you could tell I'm not that attracted to this guy, but he had money. And if I could get someone to find, if I could get someone to just send me money every week and then be completely obsessed with me and me do the bare minimum, like that's fucking pretty cool, no? 
Like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'd be hella down for that. Or at least I thought I'd be hella down for that. Fuck. So I reach back out to this guy. I'm giving him, like, a uh, sob story. Like, I'm super sorry. When, in reality, I really don't give a fuck. I'm just in it for the money. He keeps telling me he's obsessed with me. He, get, he kept telling Daisha the whole night that he thought that he could see a future with me. This, that, and the other. And, ugh. Again, I'm a Venus Gemini. The the level of fastness with this Libra fool, I just wasn't with it. Like, I'm not trying to get married. Like, I, I don't... Like, what are you doing? Ugh. But I get back in contact with him, and he tells me basically to fuck off, that he felt so disrespected and was just so appalled that I went to the guy's condo, actually. And I didn't really give a fuck, like... Bro, I'm here to network. And if you think you're the only man in Silicon Valley who has money and wants to fuck me, think again. No fucking offense, but you are not fucking special just because you think that you're the only one who wants to take me out. Bro, you're one of many. I had another man whom I do enjoy spending time with, who's a Sagittarius, who also hit me up while you were hitting me up. But he just wasn't in the space to give me the type of money I wanted and you had money readily available so I went with you like it's not that fucking deep anyway I stopped talking to him for that day the next day I wake up to him adding me on snapchat and him basically saying that he wants to try things out with me wants to give me another chance wants to really see it through see what it could be mind you i've only known of this fucker for less than 48 hours what the fuck is up with this fucking this man was extra and you could tell that i didn't like this man at all because i didn't even ask him for his birth time i didn't give him any crystals yo the first night i met him i was at the bar and i was giving these other two cuter guys some crystals and then later that night we're at the guy's condo and he looks at me and he's like yo so you gave these guys crystals and you're not gonna give me any like what's up with that and i pretty straightforwardly said i don't have any that i want to give you So what do you want from me? And I think that's what made him leave. (laughs) Fuck. Like, bro, I'm a really giving person. Like, I I do. I like to... if, If it's in my means, like... If I have something... I'm gonna give you what I can. But I hate beggars. I hate people... I hate... Yeah, I I hate when someone's like, where's mine? Like, bitch, I didn't give you one because there was not one to give you. Like, what the fuck do you want me to say? People like that are just so annoying. Anyway. In my head, I'm just laughing because I'm just trying to get some money out this guy. So then I tell him to come pick me up, that I would stay the night with him and we would see what the vibe was. You know, because I'm also, like, not just a complete bitch. Like, I was trying to see what the vibes were. Maybe, but also, I'm such a big, big first impressions guy. Like, if I don't fall in love with you upon first meeting you, it's really rare that I'm ever going to change. Maybe it's the fixed earth, stubborn, 
weakness where I don't change perspective of people after I first meet them. Like, first impressions are just so important. First impressions are everything, right? At least to me. And upon first meeting him, like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. But whatever. You know, I was in it for the money. I was in it for a good time, bitch. I was in it for a good time. It was literally the first day of the year. I tell him to pick me up. He picks me up. We get to his place. Mind you, he lives in a he lives in a really nice apartment. He showed me around. I loved the rooftop of his place. I was already scoping it out, thinking I could do some tarot videos up there. I was like, damn, this is a gorgeous fucking view. Like, this man had money, you know? Which is what I'm here for. Like, yes, bring me the men with the monies. Mm. But I could tell... That he wasn't the one when it was time to roll a blunt and he pulled out the pack of swishers. And I was like, bro, you want me to roll this? Like, you don't have no duches, nothing? No papers even? He's like, no, like, swishers are the best. Like, I love swishers. Wasn't even a flavored pack, bro. It was like the fucking original swisher, the fucking maroon red bullshit pack. Bro, what the fuck? That was literally the moment where I mentally clocked out. I was like, this man ain't it just this man he ain't it i don't give a fuck he was from atlanta kept reminding me yo i'm from i'm from atlanta like bro i don't give a fuck where are you from you look whatever i'm not even trying to cap on this fool as hard as i'm capping on him right now jesus i'm trying to do less of this and just more positivity whatever we love a little spice a little drama a little pizzazz you know what i'm saying uh but I needed to smoke, so you know I rolled the swisher. Then we ordered food. We were drinking that night. He kept pouring Jack and Coke. I think more so for him. But whatever. I I was trying to keep up, so... We had a few Jack and Coke, so we didn't go out to dinner that night, but we ordered in. If you're from San Jose, this man gave me gave me his phone. He He pulls up DoorDash, and he's like, here, order whatever you want. So, you guys know I ordered La Vix. La Vix is just bomb. Fucking banger Mexican food. Okay, such a good taqueria. And you can never go wrong with La Vix. Like, fuck, that sauce, bro. It's just so good, all of it. So, I ordered fucking the nachos, the chips, the burritos. Uh, not my money. And I could get whatever I want, bro. You know I went in. Then we go... Um, to, like, mess around in bed. I was buzzing. We had been drinking. You know, I had already ate. I was feeling good. So it was time to go to bed. You know what I'm saying? And literally, you guys, it didn't help that I was teasing him all night, but all night long, this man was trying to fuck. And this man, let me tell you, although he was 5'7", if if you don't like that NSFW talk, if you're not if you're not into that provocative talk, I suggest you just end the episode now because it's gonna get there. Ladies and gentlemen, this man used to be a porn star. Ladies and gentlemen. This man was far bigger than I anticipated. 
I had seen a picture of it. Don't get me wrong. He sent me his nudes as soon as he messaged me. I knew what I was getting into. It looked fun from a distance. I was intrigued. I was invited. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. I looked at that thing and I was like, I, I looked at that thing and I looked at him and I said, there's no way I'm putting that in my body. No, absolutely. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not the one. I can't do it. I'm not the one. Intimidating. Way, I, I bit off more than I can chew. I can't chew this. This is unchewable. I can't chew, chew this much? No. Like, 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 bro, both of my hands were on that thing and there was still room. Like, you expect me to, you know, I'm cool off that. I'm cool off that. I'm cool. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for all that. It was, it was more humorous than actually sexually inviting. Like, I wasn't turned on by the enormous mass in front of me. I just wasn't. And I was actually so surprised that I wasn't as turned on. I was so surprised. But I was, I was just, and mind you, the entire time he's obsessing over me. Just, like, kissing my body. Ah, fuck. I just could not do it. And also, like, I don't think I could ever be with a porn star because of the things that they expect out of you. Like, listen, I know I'm flexible. I know I can move like that. But um, that doesn't actually make me feel good. That doesn't actually turn me on or bring me any type of pleasure. So, no, I don't want to be in that position or be held like that. Listen, there is this one man, though, who got pretty violent with me. Like, like, like the aggressive, like the strangle choke me. Uh, uh, push your hand all over my face, shove my head into a pillow, break my back, fold me in half, man. Mm, and that felt good. <laughs> that was a, that was a few months ago. That was the last Mercury retrograde, bitch. That's a whole different story. That was with the Gemini man, who was a Capricorn moon, bro. Mm. Anyway. That man's, like, fucking away at war. Literally. Who... I, I, can't, I can't stand the men in the military. Why'd you gotta do that to me? Why y'all gotta... Whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever, to each their own. I'm just going off on a tangent now because my mind is wandering into places that it should not be wandering into. Flashbacks, flashbacks, flashbacks. The Gemini man is powerful. Ah... <sighs> Back to the sleeper, though. Yeah, like, there was just so much, and I was just... I, I, I wasn't going to do it. You're beautiful. It was a beautiful body. Beautiful. I mean, he had a beer belly, and he kept telling me, like, you're happy I kept myself in shape, huh? Like, I still look pretty good. This man was just trying to get me to compliment him the entire time. And I couldn't do it. I'm just... I was like, you must knock it out often because... There were multiple men at that bar that we were just at who looked a lot better than you. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Again, it wasn't completely horrible because I do have, you know, baseline minimum standards. I just, I'm not, I'm not with it with feeding that, that ego. I, ugh. That's not type of my that's not my type of love language. 
Anyway, the next morning, I wake up and he's still trying to fuck me. I ended up telling him that I needed to go home because I had work that I needed to get done, which was true. I rolled myself another blunt. He claimed he smoked a lot of weed, but every time I rolled a blunt, he tapped out after like three or four puffs. So I just kept looking at him like side-eyed, kind of questioning like, okay, Mr. Smokes a lot of weed, whatever. I'll smoke it though, because it, you know, thank you for providing. Shout out to you doing the one thing that a man should be doing, which is being a provider. That's another thing. If I were to be in a heterosexual relationship, I don't think it would be for a few years because if I got to provide for my female, there's a lot that I need to uh, get under control before I invite that type of intimate relationship into my life. With these men, it's kind of different, you know? Especially the older guys. Like, this guy was in his 30s. Bro, if you're that much older, if you're if you're over 10 years older than me and you're trying to cuff me, you're trying to bag me, you're trying to have me as a trophy, I, I, pff, you best cough up some fucking thousands. Okay? Because there are things that I need that I, that I would like. Um, and you're damn right. I'm going to use you for the money, for the stability, for the resources, for the jets, for the private cars, all the things. Private hotel rooms, the travels. Yeah. You're right. Yes, thank you. Shout out. Again, I appreciate you. After I got him to shower without me, because I think he started the shower and it was kind of just standing in front of me naked, waiting for me to get up and go shower with him. But I was like, no, I'm not going to go shower with you. Stop. Again, Libra, like, bro, you can do some things by yourself. Like, I don't need to fucking hold your hand while you wash your body. And again, I wasn't, like, that attracted to him. If it was anyone else that I've previously been intimate with, you know I love me some shower play. I love shower sex, to be completely honest. There's this one Sag, the one that I mentioned earlier, who had hit me up the same night as this fucking Libra fool. Every time I see him, every time I hit him up, he calls me over, and when I get there, he's already waiting for me in the shower because he and I both don't like to get intimate unless we're both clean. And so, like, I always, I'm very adamant about hygiene. I like to be clean, you know, before having all the fun, doing all the things. And he's the same way, and I love that about him. Because it's just perfect. It's just perfect. I show up, close the door, get naked, go in the shower, start making out with him. We get clean, and then we go even have more fun. Uh, And he's a Sag, and his body (laughs) is beautiful. Tattoos, all the things. I think I even put him on my close friend's story one time and I was smoking a blunt and we were both in his bed. And afterwards he was like, did you just take a selfie with us? And I was like, yeah, I did. And he's like, don't ever do that again. Because <laughs> uh, he identifies as a straight heterosexual and like from San Jose and the gang scene, all the things, whatever, 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 whatever. Ah. Uh, After we showered and got ready, this man took me out to get food. We had a nice lunch. I had three rounds of mimosas, some really good chicken and broccoli pasta. Mm, I had a nice mac and cheese appetizer. It was fun. The biggest turnoff about this 
date though was that well there was a few things that were a real big turn off um one of the biggest ones was that he had me meet his mom over FaceTime. Mind you, this was like the second time I had hung out with this fucker. I'm like, why am I drinking a mimosa, eating an appetizer, and FaceTiming your mom the fucking second time we go out? Like, what the fuck are you on? Like, that's so unattractive to me. Like, you don't even know me, bro. You don't even know me, and I'm over here meeting your mother because you want some sort of... Mmm... Like, you could tell this man from Gecko was just trying to bag me so he had something to, quote-unquote, be proud of. Like, like a trophy person. It was just such an ugly vibe. But I was in there for the money. I was in there for the wrong reasons, which is another reason why I think this whole situation went so south. Just was not the vibe. And it's because I was, you know, not sticking to my true highest potential and desires i get it i get it uh but another thing that really turned me off was this fucker tried to feed me i don't know like i'm not i i don't really enjoy pda and i really don't enjoy when people try to be super super duper cutesy and like feed me and like hold me while we're walking like I've never been attracted to that. That's never made me feel good. That's never made me feel cuter or more powerful. I don't know. Like, I love when I'm with someone who makes me feel powerful when we're walking together. Like, I love a good power dynamic. Like, you can't fuck with me. You can't fuck with her. Or you can't fuck with him. Like, no. You just can't fuck with us. Like, like every earth sign knows this feeling. Like, you're just looking powerful. You're bougie. Outfit is on fucking fleek. Blunt in hand. Coffee in the other hand. You look like a whole moment. Like, you are the event. That's it. That's what I like. That's what I like. And I like when someone amplifies my event and makes me look better or makes me look, you know, more sharp, more vibrant because they themselves are a powerhouse on their own. It's shit like that. I love that type of complimentary. You're good on your own. I'm good on my own. But together we're fucking a power duo. I love that shit. Oh man, I love that shit. So when he was doing all this stuff, I just kept reminding myself like, man, this is not, he's not the one. This isn't it. But these last two days have been really fun and the food has been pretty bomb. And I'm so happy that I haven't paid for a single thing. You know, it's basically just like, Free food and entertainment and drinks and smokes for 24 hours. Shout out. Good way to start my year. You know what I'm saying? Good way to start my year and remind myself of my standards and of what I do like and what I don't like. And I had a lot of experiencing of what I don't like, which I'm thankful for because now I am getting a lot more clear on the things that I do like and I'm choosing to hone in and feel like I already have the things that I love even if they're not right in front of me (sighs) so that was my little tea for this Venus retrograde if you've been supporting me on Patreon thank you so 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 very much from the very bottom of my heart I think I'm going to be raising my Patreon prices soon because $7.77 for a reading is just not adequate for what I offer. Although it could be more 
consistent in terms of the time frame that is that it is released. Um, I like going with the flow of life. And I do think that I'm just worth more than 777. So there will be some updating, but I am thankful for all the support I've received thus far. Every individual is so unique and so special, and I just feel so honored to be a stepping stone in your journey of self-exploration and self-discovery, if I can even claim that as a, as a thing, you know? I'd like to think of myself as a stepping stone, um, but that's just me. <laughs> I love you all so much. Shout out to my international listeners. Shout out to Hungary. Yo, shout out Romania. I think I said that in the weed podcast. So I recorded this weed podcast with my homegirl, Des. I just got to go in and edit a few parts. But man, Des is so funny. I love her so much. I'm so thankful for all the friendships and all the connections that I've made in this life. I truly feel so amazing, so happy, so just full of gratitude. It's it's. I know this is going to be a phenomenal year. I'm looking forward to so much. Shout out to everyone who's shown me support in any capacity. You are so very deeply appreciated. I'm sending you all a ton of peace, love, abundance, protection, clarity, prayers all the time, every day. When I get in the shower, when I wake up, when I go to sleep, when I'm on my walk, uh, when I light my candles, when I sage myself, like... When I lay out my crystals, you guys know. I'd be thinking of y'all, and I appreciate you so much. Shout out to everyone who catches me on Instagram live. Yo, if you don't follow me, at Cameron Kazrez, go follow me and go check me out when we be on live. Because when we be on live together, we really be getting the heat going. Like, our conversations are just so amazing. And the people that we meet and the people that we attract to that space, phenomenal, phenomenal. And I love you all so very much i'm trying to think if i'm missing anything else what else i have a rug pre-order that's about to go out it's a collaboration between my brother and myself they are evil eye rugs handmade you already know that's how we do it over here if you would like to support us through that keep a lookout again on my instagram but i'm sure that i'm going to put the pre-order on my website which is www.crystallizedxcameron.com. Mm -hmm. What else, what else, what else? I think that may be it for the time being. Man, I'm going to be podcasting a lot more soon. We're, we're, we're getting into a new timeline. We're transitioning into a new evolution and i'm really happy about who i'm becoming so i i, I know y'all y'all will be hearing more of me i love you so much i see you on the grams it's your boy